0: If I don't feel hungry for seeing more of the world, I just slow down and and try to empty my brain and uh, get the hunger back.
1: Alrighty, Coralini Canana, thank you for joining everyone. Uh, today we have a really special guest. I gotta say, um, digital nomad that actually don't have a residency every anywhere. Sorry, for the past six and a half years, he traveled 116 countries already. And uh, the host of a great podcast, uh, the Radio Vagban, Vagban. Sorry, um, please, Peo uh, Bo. Thank you for joining
0: us yeah well i am from denmark i am a radio professional and now a, a podcaster i i actually have a, a background in graphic design but i started doing radio when i was in my early 20s and uh, that became my full-time job it was my passion and it still is i i love working with audio and and podcasting uh i started my company um, in 2007, um, mostly producing radio commercials, but then it went more and more into podcasting. And now it's 95% podcasting and very little radio commercials and a few voiceovers, Um, but I'm able to do that anywhere. I I was able to become a digital nomad. And I have two kids uh, that uh, were living with me half the time and half the time with their mom. And as long as they were going to school and living uh, at home, I would be staying in in, in Denmark. But then I could see, I think it was in 2013, uh, that, uh, okay, in a couple of years, my youngest is going to graduate and she's going to move out uh, and uh, find her own place as is custom in Denmark, find a small apartment when, when they graduate and then off to university. But I thought, okay, now I am not so tied to to living in Denmark anymore. So I was actually playing around with the idea of just living abroad for two years. Um, And uh, somebody said, oh, you should go to Cape Town. They take radio very seriously uh, down in South Africa. And uh, it could be a good place. And it's a wonderful city and wonderful people. So I thought, Maybe I'll go live in Cape Town for a couple of years. And and then when I was still living in Denmark, I went there for two months and uh, just to try it out, to see what it felt like. Uh, it had to be more than just a week or two. So I would be more than just a tourist. I would see yeah. how do I feel about living here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I came back and thought that was awesome. Uh, and I realized that I thought I was going to go down there and build a new client base and work with uh, South African clients. But then I realized that my clients back in Denmark didn't really care where I was as long as I could do the work. And I realized that I could work anywhere. It was not on my radar that there was such a thing called digital nomads. Uh, But I I just thought, yeah, there's so many other places on the planet that I want to see. So I had my office and studio at, at my house. So in my kitchen, I put a a world map on, on the wall. And every time I poured a cup of coffee, I would take a pen and make a little dot on the map. And all of a sudden, I had a lot of dots and some exotic, exciting places and started connecting those dots into uh, a route around the world. I was still thinking it was just going to be two years, but I planned the crap out of it. I, I really wanted, I, I knew exactly where I was going to be in what week of what year. And I made this nice route around the world. And I thought, yeah, I might deviate from it at some point. Um, obviously, I never, I never got, I, I, I did the first three countries Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Uh, and then after that, the, that, that whole plan was, um, off the table and uh when i look at the so, map i have now where where i've been the late uh, the last uh, six seven years it looks like uh, spaghetti has been thrown on the map. it's 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 crazy because it's there's there's no connection and it's just all over the place um uh, and and obviously it became much more than uh, two years uh, i thought okay okay maybe uh, four years. And then after four years, I thought, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not ready to finish yet. Uh, mm-hmm. So now I'm saying it's, it's until one of my kids starts, um, start producing grandchildren for me. <laughs> and they tell me, I, they know this and, and they say, Oh, you got another 10, 15 years, maybe the rest of your life, because uh, we don't know when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen, we might never have kids. So, uh, yeah, now I'm just traveling as long as I I feel good about it and it's it still feels awesome. I'm I'm on the east coast of Australia right now and um I have a view, you can't see it, but I have a view of the uh, the whole area with the marina and Hamilton Island out there and uh with Sunday and it's stunningly beautiful and yeah, I'm perfect. enjoying my life.
1: Oh, my God, I just saw, I just look at my passport. We extend the visa over here. So I just look at my passport and saw, like, the, the mark of Australia, 2014, is it? I'm not sure. Like, oh, my God, I'm. I'm. Uh, it was so long ago. So 2013, sorry. It was so long ago, but I can, like, still, like, smell the air of the beaches, the, the Gold Coast, Sunny Coast, uh, oh, Pearl Harbor yeah, yeah. as well, uh, Byron Bay. Um, I really envy. Her. Right now, we're not in San Guatemala. Yeah, I'm not complaining, but still, envy uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, in Australia. Um, all right, let me go back. How, um, how,
0: how long have you been a nomad?
1: Um, a while. Um, I'm working remote uh, for five years. We always like took small kind of you know trips, but right yeah. now we took our big Central America uh, one. We don't actually know when we're gonna come back. Uh, no or no. if or what is the next plan we kind of jump into it and yeah
0: exactly but just to touch a little bit on that uh, I I have some long term nomad friends that say when you hit the 10 year mark you kind of want to slow down mm-hmm. uh and I'm 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 very much aware of that that yeah obviously I'm getting closer to that and I can't see myself uh, getting a base again after ten years, uh, but maybe that feeling will get to me. I think now that I know it, I'm I'm going to be able to push it to eleven years uh, before I get that feeling. But then I also have if 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 I if I don't feel hungry for seeing more of the world. I just slow down and and try to empty my brain and uh, get the hunger back. in In twenty two, it was nuts. I went to if I count the countries, I went to more than once. I was in thirty seven countries. I moved a hundred and two times in twelve months. So that's yeah, you that's... do the math. It's an average of three point five days uh, in in the same place. Some places I stayed only one night and some places I stayed a bit longer but um, it was um, yeah it was a bit of a crazy uh, year for me and uh, and I this year is gonna be slower uh so yeah
1: right. so let me try to go back just a little bit. you actually used to do radio and everything that you're doing right now online right but what in an office like in 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 studio full-on thing.
0: Yeah, when I did radio, it was uh, it was uh, I I did almost everything in in, in radio. I was uh, the morning host. I was sales manager. I was general manager. I program director. Uh, I had a couple of years where I did nothing but telephone pranks uh, on the radio. That's fun. Yeah, and yeah, and that was all in in studios. But now I'm. Yeah, I'm traveling with a, a microphone. I I have a, let me just I have a Zoom a recorder go. that I I record my podcast on. I I can I can I can do that anywhere, and then I, I just edit on my my MacBook.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, now when you started,
1: when you change kind of the lifestyle, you know, we broke out from let's call it the office. Okay, lifestyle kind of thing how was it like we're talking about 2013 you mentioned so way before the COVID and quarantine and everything when yeah. you know, that was yeah. a big break for digital nomads Um tell us a little bit how it was for, you know, the old school nomads. If I, you know, if mm. I will. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I got the idea to become a nomad in in 13 and uh, I started doing it in July 16 and uh, I had a very good thing going uh, with my production company uh, producing uh, radio commercials and it was almost all, uh, built only built on networking and and making friends and going to network meetings in Denmark and that's obviously something I couldn't do when I was traveling uh and i tried to keep in touch but i'm i'm not the kind of salesy guy that would call up some random companies or agencies and say hey work with me I've, I, I, I i i can't do that uh and uh, it, I, it was all referral based and you have to remember this was pre-pandemic so um it's been become a lot easier now and not so much an issue of where you are yep. uh Pre-pandemic, if you said, can we do a Zoom meeting? They wouldn't know what I was talking about. Maybe they'd heard of Skype, and, but never used it. And now it's just so usual uh, and, and so normal. And uh, it's a lot easier now. But I could see the first three years of me being a nomad. I thought, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I wrote a book about radio advertising. I was the most award-winning radio advertising producer in Denmark. So obviously, clients are still going to come to me. Uh, but then I could see that it became less and less and less because, um, oh, that radio guru guy, uh, that's the name of my company, he's he's so far away. He's on the other side of the planet. He's not focused. He's out seeing exotic stuff and he's not working and he pulled the plug. I did a lot to say, hey, I have not retired. I am still working and still so many people said, oh, it's so cool that you pull the plug from the rat race and uh stop working no i did not stop working i'm still here um but after i think 3 years i was um uh, it was it was a problem for me because i was spending I, I can live on a rock i can live very very cheap but i was still spending more money than i was making uh because i was basically not making any money for quite a long time and it was really becoming a problem for me and um, I had some friends and because, you know, I, I can talk about it now because I'm okay now. I'm doing very well now. Uh, but uh, at the time, I couldn't go out and say, hey, I'm, I'm having a problem here because you always want to portray yourself as success right. because if you portray yourself as a failure, then it's going to be, bring more failure to you. So I was kind of keeping quiet about this, um, but I was speaking to some uh, some friends and, and they said, oh, maybe you should just stop uh, this traveling around. But here's the thing, Ben, it would cost me more money living in Denmark than living on the road. Yep. Uh, so I couldn't afford not to be a nomad. Uh, so many people think that this lifestyle is so expensive. And it can be, but you choose how expensive it should be. If if you live in a place where you have a house and a mortgage and insurance and maybe a car and insurance for that, and in Denmark we need heating and oil to heat up the houses, or um, so it's expensive. There's it a lot of fixed expenses every single month, okay. and um, you you can't change that if you're going rough, rough time. But as a nomad, you have so many more dials to turn. You can uh, do house sitting. You can stop moving around as much. You can get on a bus. You can stay in cheap countries where living expenses are low. There's so much more you can do. And uh, if I compare what I used to spend on fixed expenses for my mortgage and my house and all of that, compare that to what I – so everything before – Food and pleasure. If I compare that to my what I pay for accommodation as a nomad and for moving from A to B, everything before food and and pleasure. And I'm spending around half on a typical month than what I used to spend. So I can really live a lot cheaper. And then and then obviously when I I, I got some I got some good clients now and I'm 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 making money and, and so when I, I'm giving the opportunity, hey, you wanna go on a on a boat in Sydney Harbor on New Year's Eve? Yeah, it's gonna cost you. But then I say, Yeah, whatever. Uh and wanna do hot air balloon over Mara? Yeah, sure. Let me do that. So I'm 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 indulging myself in, in some uh luxury things, but it's not something that I need to do. Uh it's only because I I can and uh um yeah. Does that make sense? African. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So
1: um, that brings me to another question. So obviously a big kind of scare for people that used to be like me work like I worked for a few years online, but never went traveling, never went full of nomates, et cetera, et cetera. So my biggest concern was what's gonna happen if I'm gonna go there and all of my clients I' don't know one day gonna leave me. What am I gonna I I'm stuck in a different country, have uh, like basically no money, no way to come back. I cannot live in my country because it's much more expensive, same as you mentioned, uh, than Guatemala. Um how you tackle
0: that? Um you mean you mean going to um, to meet clients physically?
1: No, I mean for the idea of you know the the scare to, to... Actually, make the move, and later on, be afraid that everything's gonna go wrong, and clients gonna leave you, or you're gonna lose your job, your remote job, and then you're gonna get stuck. Uh, you're gonna get stuck in a different place with not, you know, with everything that kind of you plan to add, kind of breaks down. So, as a person that you know been through it, you make the big change, you got to a place that you need to kind of live low, and you're not actually able to go back to your expensive country how you tackled it what you actually did what was kind of the way that you got out of it
0: uh, oh yeah well i guess i'm i'm born under a lucky star uh when i was just going through that uh thinking what the hell am i going to do i I tried to promote myself uh, in in other things but that didn't really help and then out of the blue I get a call from Lego the Lego group uh saying that uh, they would like me to pitch for a podcast project uh, for Lego Technique uh about the Bugatti Chiron. They basically asked me hey can you help us find a host for this podcast not saying hey can you produce it. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah. I was just I, I just thought okay I'm going to throw some names at them. And then I thought of this name and this name and then, hey, I can do it. So I pitched myself yeah. and I should produce it as well. And, um, and I, I, they told me that I was up against some really big production houses um, with a lot of people. But they kind of liked working with me uh, because it was uh, more of a boutique operation and a one-man band. And uh, obviously, I hire people to do certain things. But um, we did two seasons of the LEGO Technique podcast uh, that I hosted myself about the Bugatti Chiron, uh, which was awesome. It's still out there in the podcast apps. And uh, you can hear me screaming as the Bugatti uh, drives really fast. Uh, And... um, and that led to uh, them starting a new project for lego art for uh, yeah it's a it's a lego thing for grown ups where you can build a, a, a an artwork that you can put on your wall built out of lego and every time they put out uh, one of those sets uh, um, we're doing uh, A podcast or a soundtrack for it that that comes with it that people can listen to and there's a qr code on the box and you can listen to the story behind star wars harry potter mickey mouse the rolling stones andy warhol all kinds of stuff uh i'm not hosting those i'm i'm producing it i'm uh, working on uh, finding the guests and creating the questions and the the talking points and then i'm making sure that everything gets gets recorded and i edit it and uh um, we've been doing that for four years now and uh i just uh this week uh, signed a contract for the next one that we're starting to work on now and it's it's all very exciting and okay. it yeah I, I i i don't know what i would have done if they hadn't showed up because that kind of saved my ass at the time and uh, and then i've had I have other clients as well. Uh but uh, like I said, it's it's ninety five percent podcasting. It's mostly podcasting works.
1: Um, so you got your ass saved. Uh but what if you don't get this, you know, surprises call? What what would you say to a person that's right now kind of stuck uh, and need to get those jobs or need to sign those contracts?
0: Oh, it's a hard one. I, I... <laughs> Yeah, try to try to diversify and and see if you can do different things and uh, uh, and 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 what I say to people who are thinking of becoming a nomad is uh, go and try it out for six months uh, before you sell everything like i did uh, uh maybe it's a good idea to just test it out to see if the lifestyle is for you because it's definitely not for everybody uh and uh, and also see if you're able to uh, to do the work and if you're able to maintain the clients uh before you make a a, a full decision uh, oh, yeah. yeah uh and and and, may, and maybe maybe if you can have a little extra uh, in the bank before you start uh, so you can if, if all of a sudden things change you can you still have for a plane ticket back home or yeah. you still have a little bit of a nest egg there where you can go for for a while mm-hmm. gotcha
1: all right um so let's put the job and work in the side for a second and uh, let's talk about the lifestyle uh, being a digital nomad, tell me about your let's say day in the life
0: Hmm, yeah, the, the day of the week is not that important. Um, I, I do work on Saturdays and Sundays and I, I I take days off in the middle of the week. It, it all depends on do I have a deadline? Uh, uh, do I have something that I need to do? Um, and uh, I I've often had the curious look from Airbnb hosts uh noticing that i'm not going out exploring their beautiful destination like any of the other guests i'm just sitting behind my computer it's because i have work to do i have a i have a, i have a job um i wouldn't say that i work 8 hours every single day uh 5 days a week like most Danish people do, uh, Americans, it's a lot more and some other cultures, it's a lot more. I, I'm i not doing a four hour work week. Uh, I am somewhere in between. Um, I do my own podcast and uh, it's not something that I need to do. It uh, generates a little bit of income, but it's not why I do it. I do it because I love doing it and it's still my passion. And I spent a long time doing that. I um, One episode is typically 30 minutes long, and uh, uh, I spent maybe 30 hours doing that. Uh, mm. So it's, um, it's a long time, three, four full working days just doing one episode, uh, oh. including the website and the pictures and uh, maybe a little bit of videos and stuff like that. Uh, but a lot of editing goes into that. So yeah that takes that takes time and it's not it's something that i don't really need to do but i i just love i just love doing it and then when i do the um say the uh the lego uh, projects is uh, uh, there are times when there's nothing right now we're kind of in between where we're waiting for an approval uh, so uh there's not much going on there right now but then when we're actually doing the recordings and I'm doing all the editing work after, uh, I, I work long hours for a couple of weeks um, every single day. So um, it, it it really goes up and down and I kind of like it like that. I, I enjoy working and I enjoy really uh, getting into the grind and, uh, and doing a lot of work with it. Uh, and then that gives me the freedom to say, okay, now I have three days where nothing much is going to happen. I tell you, this week I've been um, working almost a full day for three days now, and uh, it's morning here, it's 9.30, and uh, after we're done talking, I'm probably going to get in the car and go out. I've been told about a museum that's uh, interesting uh, around here, so I'm probably going to go there. There's also a little very local pub, and there's a, an animal farm where I can go and hug a koala. So I might do that today. Uh, I might do some of it tomorrow or the next day. Um, but, yeah, it's, it it's, it changes a lot, and it's a lot of sometimes exploring full days, sometimes working full days, sometimes chilling and watching Netflix.
1: <laughs> gotcha. All right. Watch the koalas, right? So when, when I was in Australia, I get scratched. Like a mean one, like really got me in the face and really busted. Oh, them.
0: really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought like, they really, were just uh, like a teddy is, bear.
1: Yeah. They sleep. All right. So all they do is just uh, sleep, uh, poop, and scratch. And I, this is I,
0: all it is. Yeah. And actually... <laughs> Actually, I don't know if it's okay to hug a koala. Uh, Queensland, where I am now, this state uh, in Australia, is the only place where you can actually do it. Yep. And I have have heard people say you shouldn't do it. It's a wild animal. But I feel that they're kind of domesticated, but... Uh, I want to do right. I went swimming with dolphins when I was in the Bahamas. And then after that, I learned that you should never swim with dolphins in captivity. So I made a whole episode about that, how I did that. And it was amazing. And then found out and learned my lesson and felt so ashamed. Uh, And then I spent, well, I did the episode where I spoke to uh, an activist talking about that. No, all right. I'm getting all off right. on a completely track here. Yeah, no, no, no. it's really, it's
1: really <laughs> never, interesting though, though. Never,
0: ever, never, ever ride elephants. Uh, you should never ride an elephant. That's for sure. We That's all know sure. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Bahamas dolphin, I actually didn't know that,
1: you know, it sounds like really nature attraction kind of thing, and everybody kind of does it. And Oh, yeah. rareness no yeah. at all. It's okay. Before.
0: It's okay. Yeah, it's okay to um, to um, um, experience uh, dolphins in in the wild, but if they're in captivity, the way they're trained and the way it's, uh, some people will say that it's okay in some places. Uh, but I uh, I just rather be safe than sorry and never do that. And uh, I heard some gruesome, gruesome stories about how no okay. dolphins belong in the ocean, not in a swimming pool. Uh, definitely. And yeah. don't don't be fooled by them always smiling.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, we need to check the fact before we do those kind of tourist thing. Um yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um let's go back to the nomade life, uh, nomad lifestyle. Uh you gave us your day in the life. Uh, tell us a little bit about your I don't know, challenges if you want to call them.
0: Hmm. My challenge is um there aren't that many, to be Not honest ben. yeah, I don't know uh, why, but
1: I, I yeah. actually felt it <laughs>
0: yeah I uh, I think it, it can be challenging to um have a relationship uh I'm single and I'm travel single, and uh uh sometimes I'm thinking, yeah, if it happens, it happens, but it's 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 fine to find a relationship when you know that you're leaving in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. um and uh, uh that can that can be a challenge uh it's it's not something that i <clears throat> am uh I, i'm heartbroken about and want to quit this lifestyle because the the the, the pros um, are, are way bigger than uh, but sometimes i think oh it would be nice to share this experience with a significant other uh and um, other challenges, uh, I don't really know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of logistics that goes into booking, transportation, and accommodation. and uh, But that's just that's just a part of the whole thing. Uh, All right.
1: All right. Um, now, yeah, when you said that you actually, you know, been an average free day in the country, if you try to make the math. So this is the first thing that's striking. Maybe one of the biggest challenges of the digital nomad and a traveler and a nomad in general is to actually have those deep relationships, Not actually, not only like you know relationship, relationship, but actual friends and getting to know a person and really you know mm. getting into deep with them. And yeah, yeah. Give me your yeah. Well, your insight. I, that. I,
0: I, I actually. Feel that I, I get, I, I'm very outgoing and I get a lot of friends. And, and also, doing the podcast gives me some experience that I wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, like uh, a couple of days ago, I, I went to uh, a very old historical movie theater and got a a special tour uh, of that and got some great stories just because I called them up and say, can I come and uh, bring my microphone and do an interview? And that's uh, some of the experiences that I get because of my podcast. But I do join a lot of uh, different communities. Um, in, In 22, I was at quite a few. I went to Nomad Base in Croatia. Uh, I also went to Nomad Base in uh, in Cape Town and did the Nomad Safari. Uh, before that, uh, uh, I went to um, uh, Extraordinary Travel Festival in Yerevan, uh, where I got to meet uh, a lot of interesting travelers, those kind of people that try to go to every country in the world. Uh, and I got to do a lot of interviews uh, there uh, as well for my podcast. I went to three uh, TBEX conferences and TBEX is a community for travel content creators, uh, say bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, uh, people who do content about uh, travel. So I, and that's also a very big community for me where I go and reconnect with a lot of friends. Yeah. And then just when I'm in a place, I I try to join nomad groups uh, on on facebook or expat groups and and meet locals and when i was uh, where you are uh, in at, at lake atitlan in in guatemala that was because i was uh, speaking at an online uh, conference uh, where one of the other speakers uh, has a, a guest house in uh, at lake atitlan in san lucas toliman and uh, i i said well i'm actually going to guatemala and then he said oh come stay here uh, and I went there, and we became super good friends. And that was uh, in 21, and we're we're still communicating or calling each other on a regular basis. And uh, and that's just one of the many many examples of uh, of close friends I've met okay. over the years on on my journey. Uh, I yeah, I I could I could go on mentioning a lot of people. So I do have a lot. And then obviously we don't see each other that often uh but we always uh try to um uh yeah we, we write to each other we call each other i have a friend in lima we we, we met in colombia and we, we speak almost yeah a couple of times a week uh i've also uh, had couch surfing hosts that i'm still communicating with and uh, planning trips with and I'm sure I'm going to see a lot of these people again. And I feel blessed that my travels gives me a, a global community of friends. Um, I got friends really uh, in every continent and uh, very close friends, I would say.
1: Really? That's amazing. Yeah. This is like, a, you know, if you able to get to those deep, you know, relationship, uh, I guess it's really go deep and far. So I have friends. Still from Australia, as I mentioned, seven, seven years ago almost. Um, Just the other day, one of my friends, uh, Vasily called me. Uh, We travel together in Australia. Hey, listen, Ben, I need help with this, this, and that. Like in marketing, uh, I have a new online course. Mm We came into, you know, process of work together. And actually we launched his own kind of webinar podcast. He's doing his own thing right now as well. Um, and, And it's a person that I haven't, I didn't even like thought about him, spoke with him for the past like six, seven years. And just out of the blue coming. And it's like, I felt like, you know, yesterday we'd be on the beach and drink beers or something like that. Right um mm-hmm. yeah. so the relationship is like so pure i think and this is what different from the other regular world
0: yeah and and you don't need to see each other to be friends in my book i tell you a little story about where i am right now because i'm staying at a friend's house and we met in 96 no in 86 when he was a He's from England. He was a DJ working in clubs in Denmark, and I was doing radio. I just started doing radio, and uh, we ended up uh, making a radio show together, The Simon and Pala Show, legendary show with hardly any listeners that we were just fooling around, and we became very good friends. And uh, then he went working for Coca-Cola as a yo-yo player and uh, actually ended up in Papua New Guinea, got into SAIL, and then he ended up in Sydney and uh, met a girl who was a fashion designer and fell in love with her fell in love with this country and then he has stayed here for i'm i'm thinking 32 years or something like that and um he i've only met him the last time i saw him was 27 years ago when he came on an afternoon in denmark and seven years before that so you can imagine we haven't seen each other for a long time but we kept in touch uh and uh are still good good friends and uh when he heard that i was coming to australia uh he said oh come and come and stay in my house and uh and now i'm here in Early beach uh and uh having a wonderful time he also has a house in brisbane uh brisbane so i i i went there and we um, spend a lot of time together and but now we're uh we're even closer than we were before and uh, friendships like that never die and uh or hopefully sometimes they do but it's rare and uh uh, and and you don't need to be uh next to each other to to be friends and yeah
1: Mm -hmm. it's a lot about it is mental. Um all right mm-hmm. um so give me your best kind of tip for digital nomads, people that just started in mm.
0: took
1: Yeah like I breath. said before
0: um yeah yeah like I said before my my main tip is uh, try it out first before you cut all ties uh, see if it's for you because mm-hmm. it is not for everybody uh, and then I would recommend trying to s- join some groups around, maybe start going to some digital nomad hotspots like Bali. I don't know if Chiang Mai is still a place. It's not as much as it used to be, but it still is kind of good yeah, get expensive. Uh, and good for nomads. It got a little bit more expensive, yes. Uh, uh, Lisbon is, um, is a great uh, community for nomads. Uh, a lot of a lot of digital nomads they 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 end up staying in Lisbon. Uh, I spoke to a friend of mine, and she said, "Well, Lisbon is kind of the place where nomads go to retire to from the nomad lifestyle." But uh, <laughs> there are a lot of nomads that are staying there. Medellin, Colombia, is a great place. Um, um, yeah, there are so many places that are cool for, for nomads. I was in Koh Lanta. has a great nomad uh, community there, a tiny island in, in, in Thailand, uh, an, an awesome uh, co workspace space that do a lot of things. So I spent a month there before coming to Australia. Um, try to start out by, like, by going to some of those hotspots. Uh, uh, and then when you get to a new place, join communities. And I would also say go to Nomad Base hopefully that's the same people that brought us nomad cruise uh, before the pandemic and i heard rumors that they're gonna start up again uh, this year so i'm i'm on my toes to when they're mm-hmm. gonna announce that to see if i can i can secure my ticket for that and uh, i have the time for it uh, yeah try to join some of those because then you would make friends and uh, you'll be become part of the alumni if if you're the kind of person that uh, likes being around other people go work at co uh, workplaces as well i don't do that as much because i work with audio and i hate sitting with headphones all day um but um that's uh, that's also a great way to to meet people mm-hmm. um yeah stay at hostels
1: yeah
0: great way to meet people uh other travelers uh and um uh, yeah i travel the way that you feel comfortable about traveling if you're uh, somebody who likes to move fast move fast and if you're the kind of person that uh, likes more uh, slow travel you be a slow mad uh, and 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 travel slower and, uh, and 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 dive deeper into a community I try to do a little bit of both. Sometimes I stay a long time. And by long, I mean a month. Sometimes even two months. Can you believe it? Uh, but uh, i it's its rare. I, I i travel. Mostly I travel a bit faster than the average uh, nomad because I just like experiencing new new things. And mm-hmm. sometimes I get restless and saying, yeah, I got to keep moving. It's actually <laughs> the, the slogan of my podcast. I got to keep moving. <laughs> perfect yeah. um,
1: alright so I know that the next question is going to be a little bit hard to answer but you got to try to give it to us oh, I feel what's countries. coming I feel what's coming <laughs> I'm not even going to answer it Just, I'm not going to ask it just please answer oh. 116 countries okay. that's it this is the question
0: what is your favorite
1: what is your favorite is that the one
0: yes sir <laughs> <laughs> Um see, I have I have two kids, and uh, choosing the favorite child would be easy. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I I yeah, it's, it's one of the questions that we get a lot, and you you get that uh, a lot as well, I'm sure. Uh, and thankfully, I have an answer for that, and that's Cape Town, where the whole idea started. It's still my favorite place uh, and it's the only place I could see myself staying. If I stop becoming a being a nomad, uh, uh, obviously Denmark is my favorite country, my home country, and that's mm-hmm. where I'm from, and that's where my roots are. But I, that's just something about Cape Town uh, that I love. It's the the nature. It's a a, a modern city. You can you got everything there. Um, uh, but yeah the the table mountain the coastline and and the whole thing but mostly it's the, it's the people and uh they're they're so friendly and it's, it's so easy to make friends there and uh i actually managed to get there on march 11th 2020 and the next thing, next day, the whole thing shut down. Uh, so I managed to get stuck in Cape Town. Uh, and it's not the worst place to be stuck. We all kind of thought this is going to be over in a month or two. But uh, if I'm going to stay a month or two someplace, I let it be Cape Town. And uh, I was in Bali when it broke out, went to Europe to attend two different conferences that both got cancelled uh went to Egypt on my way down to Cape Town and just managed to get there before uh, borders were closed more or less all over the world mm-hmm. um and I'm 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 glad I didn't get stuck in in Egypt don't get me wrong I loved uh, Egypt and I loved seeing Cairo but being stuck there would be a totally yes. different experience than being stuck mm-hmm. in Cape Town I ended up staying, uh, I think the borders were closed more or less for seven, eight months. I ended up staying nine months, uh, um, but I was still being a nomad within Cape Town because I'm so used to packing and unpacking. So <laughs> I moved, I think. I couldn't I could leave the country, but I, hey, I could get in an Uber when they, it was that was allowed, when they went from one level to another. And um, uh, so I thought I can move within Cape Town, so I I I, I moved around and stayed in uh, some different places in Cape Town, and I have so many friends there and um, had a wonderful time. But in November uh, 2020, I started traveling again long before people said. Uh, I, I remember I I I was in 35 countries, and people say, "Oh, I can't wait till we can travel again." Say, "What do you mean? I've been doing it for <laughs> a year and a half." Uh, <laughs> and it never uh, stop. It's it's no, it's a, a lot of more COVID tests. My nose was sore from uh, having the <laughs> stick in my nose all the time, but uh, I I could still travel. It was definitely more challenging, but it was not impossible. And there were some countries like Australia that, and New Zealand that I wanted to go yep. to uh, that I couldn't. And now that that's open, that's one of the reasons I'm here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I got so many. F- Very nice places around the world. And uh, there's an even worse question is, what's your worst country? What's your (laughs) least favorite country? Because mentioning a country there would make me feel guilty because maybe it's because I didn't see it the right way or I didn't see it enough. For a long time, I was saying uh, Mauritania, uh, which is kind of between... Western Sahara, uh, uh, Morocco, and uh, Senegal, as more or less in the Sahara Desert, and, uh, and then I feel I'm unfair. I have a friend who went there and had a great time. He said, how can you say that that's your least favorite country? It's an amazing country with so much culture and so interesting. And And then I, yeah, um, I was just driving through on a bad road, trying to avoid hitting cows or camels and uh, (laughs) stuff on the road, uh, avoiding the potholes. And I did spend one night there, but mostly I saw the country from the window of a car. And Mm. that is not a fair way to judge a, a country. So... Some countries I love and really want, uh, most countries, I, re- I, I really want to go back to and explore some more. And every time I leave a country, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, there was so much I didn't see. But then I say, well, that just gives me a reason to come back. And um, yeah, that goes for most countries that I want to go back. Even the countries that I didn't really enjoy that much, I go back and then discover something else uh, that's that's great. Um so, hmm, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. I, I maybe, maybe I could. I, I, if, if, if I, if I was, if I had a gun to my head, I could. Put a list of ten countries that would be my in my top ten. But then, right. if you ask me the next day, that that list might be different. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and 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 putting them in in ranking order would be so hard. Uh, take, so, I guess it's yeah. gonna
1: take you like anywhere between two to three months to to create this list.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. So, Ben, what's your favorite country?
1: Uh, well, Australia. I'm not going to lie. Uh, ah. Well, Byron Bay, it's easy. Like yeah, Byron it's... Bay is my favorite place in the world. Uh, straight, plane, that's it. <laughs> I I always going okay. like, to. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, you know, exploring. I'm still like moving. I'm still like, you know, in my journey, but it's going to be really fine. You know, you find a place really hard to find a place that's going to match Byron mm-hmm. Bay in Australia
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: um all right so first of all thank you so much that was really amazing interview i really enjoyed it Um, (laughs) and we yeah um obviously we're gonna have all of the social all of your facebook youtube instagram um in the description just for everyone to follow please do guys um you already got the vibe so i'm sure that you you want to look for some more Um thank you everyone and uh, that was a great show uh, again i'm gonna ask you um uh, one last time what gonna be in 2023 what is like what is your plan for 2023? 2023 23 sorry
0: well um the reason I go to all these TBEX conferences is because I produce and co-host their podcast. So I, I go to everyone and I know that I, that's that they're going to have three in 23. So that's going to put me in Greece in May. Uh, I'm going to be in Wisconsin in, in North America in Wisconsin. July. And then they just announced that they're going to do um, one in October in... South Africa. So South Africa. I'm going back to okay. South Africa, not in Cape Town, but in Durban. Uh, and so I'm going to be there. And then I hope to go to Bansko in June for Nomad Fest. I hope to go to uh, London for World Travel Market in November. Uh but then in between, uh, say, in, after Wisconsin, the TBEX in Wisconsin, uh, I'm going to be on that side of the Atlantic. So I, And then I have a few months before Durban. So I think I will uh, see if I can go a little bit around, um, uh, uh, maybe get up to Alaska. I haven't been to Alaska. I've been to 48 U.S. states, but I haven't been to Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, I haven't been to Ecuador, so I might see if I can get down to Ecuador. I also want to go to Cuba, so there's a, there's a, quite a few things I haven't decided yet. Uh, but in in the next um, time here, I'm I'm gonna stay in Australia until uh, early March, and then I'm gonna do a cruise, not a Nomad cruise, but a regular cruise from uh, Sydney, uh, a 12 day cruise uh, that's ending up in Auckland, New Zealand, uh, and then I'm I got two month in New Zealand to to see that uh so exciting times ahead exciting. um that yeah yeah but it's definitely not gonna be as much and crazy travel as in, in, in twenty two because That's that true. was that was just insane yeah
1: <laughs> all right um so yeah thank you so much uh, I really appreciate you uh for coming joining us for today um yeah a uh, Kanana family uh show your part show this man some love Thank you, everyone, for joining. See you next time. Bye bye.
0: Thank you so much, Ben.
1: Thanks.